0: This is the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast, and I am Heidi, your host. My goal with this show is to help you be a badass freelancer in fashion so that you can create the work-life balance that you deserve while still getting to work on projects you love and do the work that you love in the fashion industry. This is how I grew my career from $0 the first year when I was trying to figure out freelancing over a decade ago and there was no resources out there. There still are not that many resources, which is why I have this podcast and all my other content, but Besides that, the point was I grew my freelance career from zero dollars the first year upwards to six figures. Again, while getting to do work that I was really excited about getting a flexible schedule to travel and the freedom to live life like I wanted. And this was after I had a air quote successful fashion brand and after I was an employee for a brand in a very toxic work environment where I was very overworked and underpaid. And if you are in any of those situations or you wanna make some extra money on the side, whatever it is, I wanna help you do that with your freelance career. And this podcast is exactly where you will find tips and advice to do that. Today's episode is a strategy session Q&A with one of my students from my flagship course, Successful Fashion Freelancer, Jaylene McFarlane. Jaylene was struggling with finding brands for for work finding clients to work for and we really dig into why she was struggling to do the outreach to actually get the work and it came down to her feeling scared and nervous and anxious about what the brand would think of her she didn't want to think she didn't want the brand to think that she was an idiot for reaching out to them So we dig into not only how Jaylene can get past some of these emotional and mental blocks that she's having to reach out to brands, we also dig into some strategies that she can use to find brands to reach out to. She had been looking on Instagram and was just getting sucked into the rabbit hole. So we go through some tips and strategies that she can use to find brands to reach out to, and then how she can get over her fear of hitting the send button on those pitches. I know this is something a lot of you guys struggle with because you have told me so if you feel nervous when you go to hit send to pitch yourself to sell yourself on any level if you feel nervous or anxious you know kind of selling yourself and your services this strategy session is for you. You're going to absolutely love it before we dive into the episode, I wanna make sure that you have access to all of my free resources, tons of great stuff that I give away specifically to help you build a badass career as a freelancer in fashion. Head on over to sewheidi.com slash freelance. It's S-E-W-H-E-I-D-I.com slash freelance to check that out, absolutely free stuff. We will link to that resource in the show notes, which you can scroll down and access wherever you are listening. So check that out as well. And now let's jump into the strategy strategy session with Jaylene. All right, welcome, Jaylene. I'm so excited to have you here for our freelance strategy session. Uh, you are in Successful Fashion Freelancer, and you reached out saying you were struggling with a couple things. So first, why don't you give us a quick, like, two- to three-sentence background on who you are and what you do in the industry, and then we will dive into where you're stuck in freelancing and see what we can do to help you out.
1: Sounds good. Um, so I am a technical designer and a pattern maker. Um, I've been doing that for, um, so gosh, 15 15- years. Wonderful. Uh maybe in in different sorts. I mean, I've done everything from I originally started as a costume designer. Um that's what I went to school for. And so I've been doing um projects with historical um clothing. I've done a few archival um uh you know projects, but I've mainly been uh doing doing freelancing with um either pattern making or or technical design okay and I'm actually currently working full-time in the industry um, as a technical designer
0: okay so currently and I know you put in your in the form you filled out that you've been kind of focusing on it on your freelancing in between jobs more and then a little bit less when you're working full-time is that correct exactly yeah. okay
1: yeah, yeah. okay I, you know I, I try to try to focus on you know my fifth forty to fifty hour job.
0: Yeah, <laughs> when understand I'm,
1: when I'm working for a company.
0: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then ideally get some freelance projects on the side and and turn that into whatever you want to turn into, whether it's just side income or whether you replace your full time income.
1: Absolutely. Yes.
0: Okay. Perfect. So you are stuck finding clients, and I want you to tell me. Three, two to three to maximum four things that you've been doing to try to drum up some work. Okay,
1: so um, probably the main way that I've gotten work is there's a um, there's like a, a small factory um, where I used to live uh, that I I handed them my card and said you know if you have any clients let me know and have gotten a couple two or three clients that way. Awesome. Um that's kind of been the main one. I've also um hit up uh one of the places that I used to work. Um one of their designers decided to start a um a line of her own and so she used me as her technical a technical person. So I did have gotten a little bit of work that way. Great, And, and she's, she's kind of branched off into other things. So it's not doing too much of her own, the own, um, line, um, anymore, but that's, that was another one. And, um, those are my main two. Um, uh, okay. and then a couple of people have called me sort of out of the blue, having heard me from, you know, somebody else, but that's, that's been very, very rare. Okay. I have also looked on, on Facebook on the successful freelancer and have answered several of those and have gotten like one project off of that.
0: Okay. Okay, great. And so that's our private peer chat group where I post um, various projects. Okay. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. I'm excited Mm -hmm. to hear that some of that has turned into work for you. Um, Okay. So it sounds like, you've gotten some work through your network, which is awesome. And you got a project through the freelance course, which is also awesome. Um, I want to have you think about what do, what do I teach in the freelance course for you to, whether you're kickstarting from the beginning or whether you get to maybe a dry spot in your freelance career, what are some of the strategies we talk about in the course to get
1: work? Oh my gosh, it's been a while since I've been reading through that, so I apologize. That's okay. Um, um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I know that you've talked about, um, you know, going on on Facebook and, and um, you know, Instagram and looking up places like that, and I've, you know, I've done some searching there, and the problem is is social media is very... I'm not good at it. It's not something that, that, um, is really in my wheelhouse. I'm more, old, I've been more old school <laughs> in, 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 in all of my dealings. And so I have never been social. And so there's, there's where my problem is, but I have been trying to, um, you know, trying to go there. And when I try to do dives, I just kind of get stuck down a rabbit hole and trying to find, mm. um, you know, find companies you know I'm finding a lot of places that are wanting to sell things but not a lot of makers that need that need help and that's where I'm I'm kind of getting getting stuck there okay um so yeah go ahead yeah no I was going to say I really can't think I mean that's kind of where I've been focusing on trying to stretch myself a little bit
0: yeah No, I understand. Okay, so a couple things. Um, Yes, Facebook and Instagram can be great tools for finding brands that you can ultimately pitch to to get work. Um, There's also a really great resource, which is looking through trade show listings. So most brands, not, not all, but a lot of brands participate in trade shows and trade show listings are public. And so we can very easily search trade show listings for brands that we could potentially help and then ultimately pitch our freelance services to. But before we kind of dive deeper into finding the brands, I want to know, so you're doing technical design, you're doing pattern making, are you focusing on a specific niche, whether that's category or women's wear or how have you further niched down or costumes maybe, um, how have you further Mm -hmm. niched down your pattern making and technical design services?
1: Sure. Sure. What I've decided on my niche really is, um, I've done freelance work for, um, infants, toddlers, and children. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking of focusing on, um, you know, infants and toddlers, uh, because it's something I've done before and I know that where I, where I used to live, that's there's quite a few, um, brands and, and, you know, that that's where I've gotten a lot of, a lot of the work that I've done. So yeah. I figure, well, that's a, that's a focus. That's kind of where I thought I'd be. And I figure, well, you know, parents will spend money on their kids. Yes. And they're always growing. Yeah. They always need clothes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's kind of where I have, um, you know, kind of focused down. I mean, I've done a lot of, a lot of, um, you know kind of run the gamut of I've done men's women's you know sportswear yeah outerwear activewear so I've done quite a bit but I thought well maybe that's that's kind of where I thought I'd focus
0: okay I think that's absolutely brilliant I love this niche I think that it's not going anywhere and I think that you are focused enough on kids infants toddlers babies um and pattern in conjunction with pattern making and technical. I think it's a it's a brilliant niche. So I know there are I'm going to say thousands of brands out there at least in the US, right? So many.
1: Exactly. I know there's a lot out there, yeah. but I'm just struggling to find.
0: So, okay, a couple things. Um you mentioned that Social media is maybe not the best platform for you, which is totally fair, I get it. It can be a rabbit hole and a time sink and you're like one hashtag later, you're three hours deep. Um, What about, and I know we're in the middle of a pandemic, but things are slowly opening up and, and depends on your comfort level in terms of going out. But what about going to some fun children's wear boutiques and just browsing around and looking at what brands are on display, making note of that. And then you go back and you look those brands up and you find them online and you can pitch directly to them. That's it's sort of old school way or like a more physical version of digging through Instagram. Tell me about something. Oh how would you feel about something like that?
1: I actually think that's that's a good idea. I can't <laughs> believe I didn't think of it's that. It's okay. Yeah. That's a great, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, Small boutiques.
0: Yeah. Right. Like you could go to the big box stores, but you're probably going to find the big box brands, but there are so many cute kids wear brands out there. Adorable stuff. The other thing too, you could also look online at, um, do the same version online. Look at, Kids wear boutiques online and see what their online assortment is, right? And see what brands they're carrying. So I think that could be a much quicker path to the end result than digging on Instagram. I do still think that Instagram could be a valuable tool, but maybe it's just not the right tool for you, and that's fine. Like how we, we we look at Illustrator, and there's 10 tools that can do the same thing. You might fall in love with two of them, and the other eight you just fight with. So you might be fighting with Instagram, and that's fine. Don't force it. Um, you also made the comment of where you used to live. There's tons of kids wear brands there. What do you mean by tons? Are we talking mm-hmm. five or like 30?
1: So I can think of so small ones, really small ones, mm-hmm. of um, and a lot of them are startups. Mm-hmm. But I can think of of ones that I know of. I can think of maybe five or six.
0: Okay, and um, have you? Sorry, go ahead. And,
1: and simply because of where I've been, and I've and I've done work for a couple of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably potentially maybe go and go and look for the other ones. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, have you looked for the other two, three, four that you haven't done work for, and and reached out to them and pitched your services to them?
1: I I have not. And okay. What and I've um, and some of those are actually ones that um, my clients will bring, um, bring their their uh, inspiration samples to me of a couple of them. That's how come I got to know um, to know who they are. And I always ah. look, look them up, but, okay. um, so, so would it, is it best to how to contact them? Is it, I mean, they usually have like info at, is it best to just go, go with that contact that you can find in there? Or is there some other sneaky way that you can find <laughs> <laughs> to
0: actually yeah.
1: contact somebody?
0: There are other sneaky ways. So a couple things. Um, I'm going to have you do some homework here because we do cover all of this in the in the successful fashion freelancer course. But there are a couple things. There are tools online that you can use. Hunter.io is one. That's literally the right. URL. Hunter.io. Okay.
1: Yeah, and I have looked. I have looked there and okay. and um, with some of the things, and and it seems to be a. a you know, I need to dive deeper, but I have looked, I have looked on that one.
0: Yeah. And there's some other tools that you can use for plugins on LinkedIn and stuff that will help you find the right email address. Now, here's what I will say. Sometimes you can find the right email address. Sometimes you can't do not spend three hours trying to find the email address. If you can find it within ten to fifteen to twenty minutes, great. If not, you know what? They're small companies, as you mentioned. The info at might just go to the person who needs to see this. Um, my, I mean, for example, my email for successful fashion designer used to be hello at, and that came directly to me. So. Oftentimes with small companies, that does go to the main person that you want to contact. So don't discount that being a viable way to contact them. Okay. Especially with the smaller brands. Okay. Okay. Um, And I'm going to just put you on the spot here because I want to dig into why hadn't you contacted them previously to us, to what you're going to do maybe not tomorrow because it's, you, you have a full-time job, but what you're going to do over the next right. couple of weeks, why hadn't you done that before we've talked?
1: So several reasons mm-hmm. and probably the, probably the main one is, um, I have contacted a few of them, Okay, I, I, but like I said, it's been, it's been a while cause I've been busy moving and, and you know, Life. getting a new yeah. job, but, um, <laughs> But, um, so, and, and, you know, have gotten no response, but it is, um, really, really anxiety producing. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, I have to build myself up to, to even, to even do that. So, you know, and, and that's one of the things that I, that I have been questioning is, you know, I'd love to be freelancing and I do freelancing, but is that something that, that, um, you know, personality wise, I'm even, I'm even, Um, you know, I'm even a good fit for.
0: Well, let's talk about this. And this is why I put you on the spot because I knew there was something deeper than just a technical reason. It wasn't because you didn't have the email address or if you, if that's what you said, I knew there was still something deeper. So I applaud you for your honesty and, and not only to yourself, but also to me here publicly on the podcast saying that it's anxiety prov- provoking. Um, first, know that that is totally normal. Hitting send on those emails is very, very scary. Um, a lot, if not, I think most freelancers go through this stage. And for some, it lasts a short while, for some, it lasts a long time and doesn't really ever go away. Um, tell me,
1: why do you feel so anxious? That's a good question i mean part of it part of it I think is putting myself out there mm-hmm. um you know I've always been very very um introverted and very um really almost super private mm-hmm. <laughs> which is one of the reasons that social media- so so um and it, it, so that is it seems to be really one of the reasons that it's so difficult for me um yeah it's just it's just super scary to, to throw myself out there. Okay. So
0: what do you think... Okay, so you're a very private person. Totally fair. Absolutely respect that. I get that. Um, these are work transactions, though, so hopefully they're not going to be too invasive to you as a person. Um, right. Do you... Like, what's the, what's the worst case scenario in your head? I want you to tell me, like, when you hit send on one of those emails and, like, your heart's maybe racing and you're like, oh, gosh, is the email. What's going through your head in that moment? Um,
1: oh my gosh, it's, it's like, well, am I sending this to the right person? Okay. Gonna, you know, what's, what's going to come back to bite me? Um, <laughs> you know, all all, sort, all sorts of things. Okay. You know, what are, what are they going to think of me? They'll think I'm an idiot. Uh, you know, why are they contacting me? Why is this idiot contacting me? I think that's probably the, the okay. scariest thing.
0: Okay. That's fair. And again, I applaud you for admitting that because I think that's a really hard thing to, first of all, be honest with yourself about, but second of all, be honest with someone else about, um, essentially a stranger. We've not actually, you know, we've not met before. Um, I know we've not engaged, proof. but, but, you know, this is a voice to voice thing here. I don't know you in real life. Um, okay. So what are they going to think of you? Um, what's going to come back to bite you? Are they going to think you're an idiot? Okay. So let's dig into that one. Cause I think that one's probably the toughest one. Um, First of all, they are a brand. They have problems that need to be solved, right? Whether that's with fit or tech packs or new patterns that need to be developed, what have you. You have knowledge and expertise in that area. And you can help them solve those problems. Do you confidently feel like you can help them with their pattern making and their technical challenges yes okay there we go first thing solved you feel confident in your skills so okay wonderful I love this so they have a problem with a tech pack or a fit issue or something and someone like you comes in to offer help in that scenario I'm having a, a little bit of trouble seeing them think of you as, and I'm, I'm just using your words here, but an idiot, right? That, that, yeah, that's true. Okay. That and I true. I know it's not as simple as this, right? Um, but I want you to remind yourself, they have a problem and I can help them solve it. Who doesn't want help solving their problems, Right. Or maybe it's a goal that they're trying to achieve and you can help them achieve that. Who doesn't want help achieving a goal? So I think when okay. we position right? When we mm-hmm. position it like this, it can change our mindset as a freelancer from I'm selling and hawking my services at them and what if they just think I'm stupid or an idiot or what's gonna come back to bite me? Are they gonna be mad or annoyed that I'm emailing them it changes your mindset from that to hey I can help you if you'd like some help I'd love to chat and if not no problem how does reframing it like that make you feel
1: that does make it feel that does make it feel a little easier
0: okay okay and I, mean, I that, yeah go ahead
1: cure everything, but it makes no. it
0: feel a little easier. <laughs> it doesn't. And we're not going to cure it all on this call. Um, no? This is a real challenge. Like, I really want you to know that I've heard this from other people. It is very common. So really, please know that you're not alone. And it is still going to be scary hitting send on that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we'll hear back. Sometimes we won't. Um And the other thing I I always like to remind people to think about is the person on the other side of that email, they're just a person, (laughs) you know, just like me and you, we're just people. Um, They can feel, it can feel really intimidating, like, oh my gosh, who am I sending this to and how, who are they to think of me as this person that could help them? But when you are a good match for them, they are going to be so grateful that you reached out to help them solve their problems and achieve their goals. So I want you to really position it that way in your mind and know that you're still going to be nervous hitting send and that that is absolutely Mm -hmm. okay. But it is outside of our comfort zone that, like, those big, exciting things happen, right? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So tell me the... Right? Can you think of the last one or two things recently maybe within the last year or maybe something even bigger previous to that where you went outside of your comfort zone and you had a good result
1: well, it doesn't have um, to be job yeah. or
0: fashion related
1: <laughs> well yes i i took a job and i moved 2000 miles from where i've lived all my life
0: that's huge It is huge. And did you do this in the middle of the pandemic? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Added layer of stress. (laughs) Exactly. How do you feel? When did you do that? How long ago?
1: Um, It was uh,
0: towards the end of July. Okay. So less than a year ago. Mm -hmm. So enough time that like the anxiety and the fear and the scariness of that moment is still probably you can feel it. I mean, you came up with the the answer really quickly, but also enough time that you've been you're on the other side of that discomfort for a substantial amount of time. So, how do you feel now that you took that scary risk?
1: I'm actually um glad I did. Okay.
0: I love this. So, in these moments of anxiety when you're going to hit send and you're going to pitch, think about what the potential is on the other side right okay. okay yeah yeah so I heard this there's a there's a saying and I am I might butcher it a little bit but it's like the only way to um, get around the fires to walk through it or I'm totally butchering it but the point is like you have to walk through the pain and the fear and the anxiety or whatever the you know the tough emotion is. You have to just walk through it. Easier said than done, of course, always, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I mean before <laughs> before I moved I about died. I was so I was so anxious. Yeah. But yeah. But and look at where so, you are
0: now. That's true. That's true. And that that big challenge that you faced and the fear and I mean you just said I almost died I was so anxious that is I, I'm not here to compare your anxieties but that's a much bigger jump to make than sending an email to a brand right
1: that's true Yes, guess it is yeah I never thought of it in that in that uh, in that way but yeah
0: so if you can do that and come out the other side, not only did you survive, but it sounds like you're thriving and you're really glad you did it, then think about, you know, okay, I can get through sending this email.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that sounds, that's, that's a good thing, Yeah. Does it sound workable? That is workable, yes. Okay. So um, any other questions on what we've gone through today, Jaylene?
1: Um, I did want to ask you about like trade show listings. I know that you mentioned that, but I don't really know where, uh, that's another thing that I did look for is Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I've never been to a trade show. I don't know, you know, and particularly for, um, you know, for babies, for babies. Um, where do I find those sort of things?
0: So that would just be a Google search. So I would look up like, um, Mm -hmm. trade shows for, toddler clothing or something like that or baby clothing. Oh, okay. Right? So just okay, google so that.
1: Trade shows for.
0: Okay. Trade okay. shows for and then like what the item, right? Um the other thing you could do too is that some of the brands that you've worked with, ask them what trade shows they exhibit at. That would, you know, if if you're more comfortable doing that, then you don't want to like mm-hmm. get stuck down the Google rat hole, which is fine. Um ask them where they exhibit.
1: Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, but some of the brands that I've worked for are probably not. I mean, they're so small. I don't know that they have exhibited, but okay, I absolutely and maybe they haven't.
0: Them. Yeah, and maybe they haven't. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would just look trade shows for baby okay. clothes, toddler clothes. You know, whatever, whatever the different keywords that you have, and there's going to be a ton of listings. I'm telling you. Okay. Yeah. So that would that would be a quick and dirty way to find it. Does that answer your question? Yeah.
1: That
0: does, yes. Okay, awesome. Okay, Jaylene, I want a commitment from you. Um, I know you're busy with your full-time job, and I know that that comes first. You also have life, and that is also really fair to take care of yourself. But what do you think would be a realistic goal for you to accomplish in the next two weeks? And I want it to be specific, measurable, and in your control. So something like, I will... Research and email five kids wear brands that I could potentially freelance for in the next two weeks, or whatever the numbers are. I I want you to be very specific so we can measure this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, and I I think I think actually I think five is probably realistic for me in the next two weeks. Research and find five.
0: Okay, so find um, them. Okay, and then what about emailing them? Mm-hmm. Do you think you can email them in the two weeks, or just and find yeah. them?
1: Okay let me find them first and yeah. and give me like 3 weeks to email them.
0: Okay, so 3 weeks. I'm going to put a reminder on my calendar. And if it comes up and you haven't emailed me, I'm going to ping you. Okay? Okay. But I want you to I totally. want I want you to take control, the balls in your court, and I want you to follow up mm-hmm. with me and I want you to tell me how it went and and how you felt. Okay? Okay. I will do that. Okay. I appreciate it, Jaylene. You're doing amazing. And everything you're struggling with is so, so, so normal, but I know you can get through this with everything that we went through today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate, I appreciate your help. I mean, just, I mean, even, even on the small things, you know, like go to boutiques. Yeah. I could have thought of that, but I didn't.
0: It's okay though. Sometimes we get so stuck in our own head. Mm -hmm. And then the most obvious idea is like, Oh my gosh. That's so easy, and I didn't think of it. We all have these moments. Don't feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, yeah, no that's, that's, why we need, that's why we need friends.
0: That's right. That's why we need friends and people to help support us. So I'm here for you. You're doing amazing, and I can't wait to, to see how it goes over the next three weeks. Great. Thank you so much, Heidi. Thank you so much for listening to this strategy session and this episode of the Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you to my two badass peeps behind the scenes, my husband, Mark, who does all the tech and editing, and my right-hand gal and everything that I do in this business, Tara, who does all the podcast production and the show notes and getting everything scheduled and so much that you guys do not see. So thank you to Tara and Mark for your support. And I'm also... You know, just want to reiterate how excited I am to have you guys here and listening. The Successful Fashion Freelancer Podcast and all the content that I do is created out of pure, just out of my heart of this pure desire and drive to create content to help you guys create the life that you want and you deserve while still working in fashion. Freelancing was the only way that I found that to have the flexibility and the freedom to travel, you know, pandemic aside. Um... But to travel and to get to set my own schedule and to not miss out on spending time with friends and family and life, which a lot of times when we work in fashion, you know, we get sucked into this office or this brand that we're starting, and it can be really hard to have a work-life balance. As a freelancer, I found true work-life balance. I figured it out the hard way, getting from $0 my first year upwards to six figures. In my decade long as a freelancer and this was all before remote work was the norm now that the pandemic now since the pandemic um depending on when you're listening hopefully we're like out of the pandemic by that time we're still kind of at the tail end of it right now um this kind of work is the future of our fashion industry i know this and there are so many things happening that are Promoting remote work and that are pushing brands to hire true remote freelancers. So there's so much opportunity out there, you guys. I want to help you grab it and get the work that you deserve. You can help yourself out even more by heading over to dot slash freelance for my best free resources just for freelancing in fashion. It's S E W H E I D I dot com slash freelance and those resources along with listening to the podcast you guys are giving yourself such an edge to get the freedom and flexibility that you deserve in life while working on projects that challenge you and that you love scroll down to access the show notes for any resources mentioned in this episode as well as a direct link to those free resources and do yourself a favor check them out right now before you forget okay Thanks so much for listening to this episode and this strategy session with Jaylene. I hope you got a ton of value out of it. We will be back in the next episode and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks.